Thanks for tuning into our podcast. We love having you here, and it's our mission to bring you all the latest and greatest tips, skills, and know-how to make you the best that you can be. We know that you have it in you, and we're going to show you how. Now, now, let's get started. Well, hi again, everybody, and welcome back to Anti-Bullying 101. These podcasts are designed to create awareness about the bullying epidemic and provide teachers, administrators, parents, and even students information about the dangers of bullying and why we have to take a comprehensive approach when dealing with the problem. My name is Jim Burns. I'm your host. I'm a retired high school administrator with over 40 years of experience in education. Currently, I'm a college instructor, and I've designed the Bullyproof Classroom, a graduate course that provides my students with permanent help, not temporary relief, as they battle the bullying epidemic. Today, we're going to talk about something that requires you to answer a question. Is it discipline or is it the pill? Many years ago, I was watching a um, series on TV called House. Many of you might be uh, too young at this point to remember it. It was on sometime in the mid-90s. I only started watching it during reruns. And there was one episode where a young man was brought in with some type of ailment. And if you watched House, you know what His whole approach was he had a team of doctors that he brought together to try and come up with the diagnosis for something that nobody could diagnose other than him. He was an expert diagnostician. And this kid was the nastiest, rudest, disrespectful kid you'd ever want to meet. This kid played a terrific role. I'm sure he wasn't like this in real life, I mean, he, but he just played this role where he was nasty and disrespectful to his mother and to everybody. And they went through the process of trying to determine what was wrong with him. And House discovered a small cyst or a tumor on the behavioral center of the brain which could be removed rather easily. And when the mother heard this, her comment was, a a cyst on the behavioral center of the brain? You mean it wasn't me? It wasn't me and my inability to discipline him? That's what's causing the problem? So they go ahead and they remove the small tumor, And in the process, they discover that he had a blood disorder 
that was causing the symptoms for something else that he had had that he was brought into the hospital for. And when House addressed the mother, he said to her, it wasn't the tumor, that wasn't the problem. He has a blood disorder, he'll require a transfusion every six months, but he's going to be fine. And House looked at the mother and he said to her, and oh, by the way, it was you. Meaning it was you, or it is you, that is responsible for this type of behavior in your son. Now, I've spoken about this before, and I make it very clear at the onset that I am not opposed and I choose not to joust with anyone over medication issues. But somewhere along the line, we got the idea that if a kid is on medication, there is less accountability because he has a condition that keeps him from exhibiting self-control and respect and a lot of other things. And I've said it before, last time I looked, giving somebody the finger wasn't a condition but a learned behavior. I take medication for high blood pressure. A lot of people take medication for diabetes and for thyroid issues and so on. So I'm not opposed to medication. I am opposed to some of the um, side effects. I wish there were no side effects to the medication that we all take from time to time, but there are, including medications that we give to kids. I mean, kids who are on Ritalin, you know, they need to eat before they take the drug. It affects their appetite, may affect their mood. There's a host of different side effects, and you could check them out. But here's the point that I want to make. We cannot drink the Kool-Aid that says medication is the only way. Once we put him on medication, okay, things will start to change. He'll have better self-control and so on. Said it before, can't grow a conscience. If the behavior is what it is, medication will tune up his brain, but that, that behavior is still going to continue. And I, I've had these experiences. Again, this is what I call experiential opinion, and these are teaching podcasts, and I have an opinion, and I'm sure a lot of people have different opinions. I used to call parents up, and I would make the parent aware that their, their son or their daughter was just so completely out of control on any given day and the response from the parent might be, well, he didn't take his pills. And I, it, it, it stymied me because I can't understand why not taking your pill for one day would cause such behavior to get so out of control. Now, here's the point. Is it medication? Is it the pill or is it the lack of good old-fashioned discipline? And if we drink the Kool-Aid and believe that only one thing works and not in combination with the other, we are in a position where 
our system will medicate a kid for just about anything. And we have a variety of different conditions now that have come down the pike. It's not just, not just ADHD. It's not just ODD. You have kids now that are depressed. They have anxiety. And potentially many of those kids need medication to help themselves, not because they become a problem in school that interferes with the learning of others, Those kids potentially need something to help them. But to think that the the negative behaviors that we see in school are going to be changed exclusively by medication, well, if we believe that we've drank the Kool-Aid, so we might as well medicate everybody because everyone has discipline problems from time to time. Listen. Listen. It's not the fact that this, a child gets placed on medication. It's the reason. And oftentimes the reason is we don't know how to discipline. We don't know how to establish our rules. And we don't know how to establish our expectations. We end up in power struggles. We have fights. We have battles. And you know what? I understand that it starts at home. By the time the kid is five years old, he comes to school. The social and emotional portion of his brain has already developed to the point where he knows what he can and he can't get away with. And if he comes into school and the expectations are far higher than the ones that his parents have, we've got a problem. So I want us to really be clear. I want us to really be clear that you have to have a balance of four things. Rules, regulations, and compassion. Actually, five things. And then... If, in fact, medication is needed, you need to have a balance between medication and that good old-fashioned discipline. One without the other won't work. The, The rules and regulations and the compassion and understanding, what they do is they help maintain the relationship between you and the child. That's what that does. It helps you become the teacher that you need to be and helps you help that kid realize what he did wrong and how we have to go about doing things differently the next time. It amazes me, though, that it it is something that we look at at times as the easy way out. Rather than becoming more focused on our ability to discipline, we almost just want the behavior to go away. And kids are kids. Kids are going to misbehave. Outburst, tantrums, struggles, they're all going to happen. And the rate at which they happen will be determined by 
how well we discipline certain kids. I am appalled that we use medication exclusively at times, and I'm not sure how it affects a kid going forward. Because if he doesn't get any practice in what the what certain behaviors are needed for him to survive in real life, he could become relying on medication as an adult and potentially could become addicted to something because he saw medication, as many of us have, as the easy way out rather than working on and practicing different behaviors that are respectful and responsible and are compliant when needed. Is it the pill or is it discipline? I'll let you answer that question, but I will tell you, in isolation, nothing works. In combination, we have a far better shot of producing a successful young adult moving forward who will understand how to survive in this world. My name is Jim Burns. You've been listening to Anti-Bullying 101. Please tell your friends about this podcast. Also, please go to my website, www.bullyproofclassroom.com. Great products. Take a course. I'm going to leave a link in in the episode description so that you can download a course that's called Everybody Knows. You can take this course. It will go over some of the things that we've been talking about. And I, I keep on harping on so many things that are so obvious. I ask that you take a new look at the things that we can do as educators and as parents in order to make sure that our kids are successful and that they can survive in the real world on their own, hold jobs, get married, and have great relationships with their children, their wives, their friends, their relatives, whatever the case may be. Once again, my my name is Jim Burns. You've been listening to Anti-Bullying 101.